Welcome to another episode of A Sunday Kind of Love. We're on the sixth installment of our holiday capsules. Season two of A Sunday Kind of Love is coming up soon in all its full-length glory with more storytelling and our resident couch potatoes, Christina Oro and Edwin Sumun. But of course, in the meantime, we've got the holiday episodes. Now, at the end of every year, we look back and that's fine. It's a great way to relive our favourites, find out about things we might have missed and see what the hype was all about in 2014, what kinds of movies we were watching and making. But now as 2015 is upon us, it's always more exciting to think about all the fantastic entertainment that we can look forward to this year. And as Wired Magazine says, anticipation trumps memory after all, and speculation is a key component of that excitement. So today we're going to be looking at the top five most anticipated films of 2015 and the five shows this year that I can't wait to get back to. Also some new shows on the horizon. Let's start with the movies in no particular order. The Avengers Age of Ultron Now the first Avengers movie was a box office hit and it was critically acclaimed with good reviews. It grossed over $1.5 billion at the box office and had a nomination for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. The second film in the series brings back all of the ensemble of the first movie, all the characters we fell in love with all over again, including Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Chris Hemsworth, he's so worth it, as Thor, Chris Evans, Captain America, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, and the still my beating heart, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. And of course, there's the villain James Spader as Ultron in this one to freshen things up. But first, let's take a look at the two-minute teaser, which has all the characters having cocktails and trying to have a go at lifting Thor's hammer. <laughs> yes. Whosoever be he worthy shall have the power. Whatever, man. It's a trick. Oh, it is much more than that, my friend. <sighs> If I lift it, do I get to rule Asgard? Yes, of course. I will be fair, but firmly cruel. <clears throat> be right back. Are you even pulling? Are you on my team? Just represent, pull. All right, let's go. Come on, Cap. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, no, no, that's not a question I need answered. The handle's imprinted. Whosoever is carrying Thor's fingerprints is, I think, the literal translation. Yes, well, that's a very interesting theory. I have a simpler one. You're all not worthy. Oh. <laughs> How could you be worthy? You're all puppets. Tangled in strings. It's the end. The end of the path I started us on. Nothing lasts forever. There are no strings on me. Based on the trailer, the movie looks to be as big and perhaps bigger than the first, both in box office revenue and packed fun. The Avengers Age of Ultron is out May 1st. What? We all know what we're going to be doing. Uh, next, we've got Jurassic Park. Set 22 years after the events of the first Jurassic Park, dinosaurs come back to the silver screen in Universal's latest installment in the series. 
Why? I don't understand because the films are all based on the greed and stupidity of humans in biologically recreating these dinosaurs and then unleashing havoc and death. And judging by the trailer, this one has exactly the same storyline with a little curly-haired boy for good measure. The one redeeming factor, Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy fame, is in this one. I'm really proud of you for going on this trip. You're going to have so much fun. And remember, if something chases you, We have learned more in the past decade from genetics than a century of digging up bones. A whole new frontier has opened up. We have our first genetically modified hybrid. We just went and made a new dinosaur? Probably not a good idea. Almost 40 feet high. Really think she climbed out. Depends. On what? What kind of dinosaur they cooked up in that lab? Evacuate the island. She's a highly intelligent animal. She will kill anything that moves. plays Owen, who studies the behaviour of dinosaurs, specifically velociraptors at the park, which is set up like a modern-day Disney World, Sea World, and zoo all rolled into one. Bryce Dallas Howard, not exactly my favourite actress, is a park operator who helps design a new dinosaur, like sort of genetically design it, to give attendance a boost. Until, of course, something goes horribly wrong. The trailer for the $150 million movie was seen more than 45 million times, and that's an indication that people are all ready to go on another dinosaur adventure 65 million years in the making. Next, Shaken But Not Stirred. No, that's not the title of the movie. The title is Spectre, but it is the latest movie in the James Bond series set to star Daniel Craig for perhaps the last time as the British secret agent. Ooh, I wonder who the next one will be. Please don't let it be Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, Sony and MGM are hoping it'll give movie viewers a reason to flock to theatres because the leaked emails from the recent hack of Sony has revealed that the movie cost $300 million to produce, making it one of the most expensive movies ever made. In addition to Daniel Craig and Sam Mendes, who returns to direct the film, Spectre stars Christoph Waltz as the Bond villain Franz Oberhauser. And it also stars Lia Seydoux, French actress from Blue is the Warmest Colour, as the new Bond girl Madeleine Swan. Uh, also, keep a lookout for Monica Bellucci as Lucia Shiara, Andrew Scott as Denby, a new member of MI6, and former WWE superstar Dave Bautista as Mr. Hinks. Now, the trailer's not out yet because the movie is only expected to be released November the 6th. Here's what Daniel Craig has to say on the new Bond car and Leah Sedu on her character. It's great. I haven't wrecked this one yet, but I will. We've spent two years getting this together and there's been so much hard work and effort. And so today just, you know, it just signifies the beginning and that's just very exciting. I think she's strong, but she's uh, like Bond in a way, you know. She's strong and she's 
very sensitive. She's uh, fragile, and I think that Bond is the same in a way. So she became more masculine, more viral, and uh, Bond is maybe more feminine now. So it's nice the the mix of the two. I think he brings something, as I said, very modern because he has this uh, duality. And uh, I think that that's what we like also. We like to see him now more like tortured. Next, Star Wars fans all over the world rejoice as Star Wars The Force Awakens will be upon us later this year in December. Directed by J.J. Abrams, the seventh film in the series will cost Disney 200 million US dollars to make but fans will be delighted to see old favourites such as Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia Harrison Ford as Han Solo and Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca Now the trailer appeared recently and has garnered nearly 13 million views on the official YouTube channel and almost as many as 85 million views across the platform leading many people to believe that there will be no problem surpassing the 1 billion box office mark and people haven't been really happy with the way the movies have panned out ever since the prequels came into the picture. But what's great about it, I believe, is the familiarity of the world or worlds that we fell in love with in the first Star Wars trilogy. And that's what made us watch the prequels, right? And now looking at this trailer, there seems to be a lot of this nostalgia that drew me in. Immediately, whether it's a sand dune or the war of an R2 unit, you feel once again that exhilaration and enchantment of entering into this fantastical world. You know, that feeling that you got the first time you ever watched Star Wars. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? I think that Star Wars and what happens in every Star Wars movie actually becomes a part of us, our memories, and therefore creates human history. May the Force be with you. Now for the fifth film, I have to say there are a huge number of films coming out and I was hard-pressed to pick one last one that I knew that the world would be waiting for. I personally am, new- am really looking forward to Colin Firth's Kingsman out in February, which we discussed in a previous episode of A Sunday Kind of Love. Also, there are rumours that Marianne Cotillard is going to be playing a lead character in a remake of Macbeth. Now, other people are looking forward to Furious 7 and Mad Max Fury Road out in May. Mission Impossible 5 is out December, Christmas Day. And uh, Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight, a Tarantino-esque western starring Michael Madsen, would be one to look out for. And let's not forget 2015's Answer to Gravity and Interstellar, The Martian, based on the book by Andy Weir, is uh, set to be released in November starring Matt Damon. Lots of Oscar potential there. And then, of course, there's King J Part 2 coming up November the 20th. Are you, are you coming to the tree where necklace of hope side by side with me? 
And of course, the trailer isn't out yet, but the last movie in this Hunger Games series may end up being the best, as Katniss Everdeen, played by Jennifer Lawrence, has her final showdown with President Coriolanus Snow. Mockingjay Part 2 was filmed in conjunction with Mockingjay Part 1, costing $250 million to produce. Um, but having done well at the box office this year, with $615 million in receipts so far, the second part may actually surpass the $1 billion mark as well, becoming the biggest movie in this series. And I must say from watching Mockingjay Part 1, it was really grown up, true to the text, and translated onto screen beautifully. So I will be one of those people queuing up to buy a ticket. Uh, no, actually, I'll just use the app. <laughs> but uh, we're going to be back with the top TV shows to anticipate in 2015 before we go. This is Lost Souls by Rory, taken off the Mockingjay Part 1 soundtrack. We'll be back with more Sunday Kind of Love after this on BFM 89.9. Come on. With the Sunday Kind of Love, we're on part six of the holiday capsules. Today, we bring you the top most anticipated movies and shows of 2015. And it's a big year for the action genre, and going by the numbers of views and comments, those are the movies that will be reeling in the bucks this year. And now, onto the smaller screen. Fans of the hit HBO series Game of Thrones can finally mark their calendars. The new season will premiere April 12th. That's around 90 odd days from now, but who's counting? And if waiting three months to return to Westeros seems like too much to bear, the network has released a few tantalizing seconds of footage from the highly anticipated upcoming season in a teaser last week. It's basically about 10 seconds long. I see a darkness in you. And so what happens? Well, Arya Stark seems to be the central focus in the teaser, which is an indication of what happens in the season. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the Starks unite and come back into power. Come on, Jon Snow, grow into the king we're all expecting you to be. Sansa Stark is finally taking control of her destiny, um, developing a bit of a devious strain in her character. And I hope we see more of the White Walkers, who are just fascinating. Also, the rumour mill has it that in the latest book by George R.R. Martin, the winds of winter. Tyrion and Daenerys will become allies. Sansa will kill Littlefinger. But the book won't be released this year, so no spoilers for the series there. And if you can't get enough, Thrones diehards in the States can also bide their time till the series returns by re-experiencing all the carnage and chaos of the Five Kingdoms on the big screen. IMAX and HBO in the US are teaming up to screen the last two episodes of Season 4 at over 150 theatres from January 23rd to the 29th. Lucky animals. Let's see if they host any screenings here. I may write an official letter to HBO. HBO and TGV and Astro, so keep your fingers crossed. And next, Mad Men. Ha! 
This one makes me a little bit sad and blue. It still remains one of 2015's most highly anticipated shows. There are only about seven episodes left in the AMC program's seventh and final season. And just this week, we have news that it will come back in April. So the 1970s will be close approaching as the 60s comes to an end in the show. Will Don Draper, played by John Hamm, and the company ring in a new decade before the close of the series? Just how much is going to change? Rumor also has it that actor Jared Harris, who played Lane Price, is returning to Mad Men this season, but not as Lane Price. Aha, what's happening there? Well, as we all know, Lane Price uh, tragically committed suicide in the series during season 5 back in 2012. So instead, Harris will be directing one of the show's last episodes, though it is uncertain which episode he will be Homing. It's most likely it won't be the series finale, but anything leading up to that is fair game. So yes, it's going to be very bittersweet and creator Matt Weiner says not all fans will be happy. But here's what John Hamm, who plays Don Draper, has to say about saying goodbye to the show. It's sad, um, uh, in a way, and it's uh, but we still have a lot of work to do, so it's, it's a challenge to kind of maintain the, the emotion of the show and, and not let the emotion of the, the history uh, overwhelm us. I mean, I, I think I would like Don to find some measure of peace uh, in his life and in his, uh, in his being. I mean, he's had a pretty rough life so far. Uh, a lot of good parts, but a lot of rough parts too. And uh, I, hope he can, I hope he can find some balance. Um, it's been the most complex, interesting character that I've ever gotten to play. And I've been tremendously fortunate to, to have gotten the part and tremendously fortunate that the show has been as successful as it has. So I'll miss playing him, honestly. Um, and again, I hope, I hope that the uh, resolution of the show and the resolution of the characters is satisfying to everybody, but uh, I'll have a hard time saying goodbye. Next on the list, True Detective. True Detective is in production and will be back for its second season this summer with an all-new cast, new characters, new locale. Now, there were there were lots of rumours that Brad Pitt was going to be part of it, but that is sadly not the case this year. Uh, last year, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey scoured the dark heart of, of Louisiana looking for a ritualistic mass murderer with powers from beyond. Um, the True Detectives found the serial killer, the Yellow King. This year, True Detective will star Colin Farrell as Ray Valcoro, Vince Vaughn as Frank Semyon, Rachel McAdams as Annie Bezzaridis, Taylor Keach as Paul Woodruff, Kelly Riley as Jordan Semyon, and Afimo Omilami as Police Chief Holloway. Now, Nick Pizzolato, who wrote all the episodes last season, will be writing all the episodes this season, and the first spoiler he gave about season two was this synopsis. It will contain hard women, bad men, and the secret occult history of the United States transportation system. The transportation system in the United States has an occult history? Very interesting. Speaking of interesting, House of Cards. Frank Underwood continued his ascent to power in Season 2 of House of Cards. And now Netflix has announced when viewers can again watch the most powerful man in America exert his unique brand of influence. There is no doubt Frank Underwood is only going up. Netflix announced the House of Cards will return for its third season on February 27th. And the news came in the form of a tweet, quote-unquote, from the White House with some slow-mo footage of Frank and Claire walking up to what looks like Air Force One. Hmm. 
Lena Dunham's Girls is also back January 11th with more 20-something shenanigans, this time in Iowa. Suits with another season January 28th if you need a dose of Harvey Specter. We all do every now and then. And there are also a couple of newbies that I'm really looking forward to. Now, it's been more than a year since Walter White cooked his last batch of crystal meth and AMC is returning to the world of Breaking Bad with Better Call Saul, a prequel series following the shady lawyer played by Bob Odenkirk in the original series. You will atone! What can we do for you, Jimmy? The money is beside the point. Money is the point. Does this stream payday to you, huh? You know, Jimmy, in our line of work, you can get so caught up in the idea of winning that you forget to listen to your partner. Better Call Saul. Two-night series premiere begins Sunday, February 8th at 10. Only on AMC. Now, messing with the history of a show as revered as Breaking Bad is quite a difficult and complicated prospect, but it's also an intriguing one. And while Walter White and Jesse Pinkman won't be back in this series, well, who knows, they may be cameos, audiences will be thrilled to see the return of fan-favorite character Mike Ehrmantraut, played by Jonathan Banks. Better Call Saul premieres February 8th, so do look out for it. On the BBC side of things, Wolf Hall, Hilary Mantel's brilliant novel about the court of King Henry VIII, told from the perspective of his advisor Thomas Cromwell, gets a rather lavish small screen adaptation. Ah, at last! A man born in a more lowly state than myself. Cromwell, I knew there was something about you that I didn't like. I swear to be a true and faithful counsellor to the King's Majesty as one of His Highness's privy counsel. You'll not find any talent I possess that England cannot use. I trust in your discretion and your skill. You made a mistake threatening me, sir. Now is the time for you to become the King you should be. Aren't you afraid? What? Those who've been made can be unmade. I keep you because you are a serpent. Everything that you are, everything that you have, will come from me. Wolf Hall, a six-part drama based on the novels by Hilary Mantel on BBC Two and BBC Two HD. Tony-winning stage actor Mark Ryland stars as Cromwell, leading a cast that includes Homeland's Damien Lewis as King Henry. Looking at the footage, Wolf Hall's revisit of British history will pack in all the political intrigue of Game of Thrones and looks like it will be no less addictive or hypnotic. Anglophiles and Red Wedding Throne fans should also perk up with news of a remake of Lady Chatterley's Lover for TV, starring Holiday Granger as Lady Chatterley, James Norton as her war wound husband Sir Clifford Chatterley and Game of Thrones' Richard Madden as gamekeeper Oliver Mellors. So he plays the eye candy in this 90-minute drama which will be directed by Jed Mercurio. For those of you who aren't acquainted, uh, Lady Chatterley's Lover is the romantic story of Lady Chatterley's affair with her gardener, gamekeeper. Ooh, happy days! With its original 1928 edition censored in Britain for over 30 years after it was written, Lady Chatterley's Lover is one of the most sexually pioneering novels of the 20th century. 
Another one that's caught my eye, Wayward Pines. According to critics, M. Night Shyamalan's offbeat thriller series is so clearly inspired by Twin Peaks that it almost borders on plagiarism. But if you're going to be a copycat, well, I say you might as well copy from the best, right? So Matt Dillon stars as a Secret Service agent set to investigate the disappearance of two fellow agents in a small Idaho town, only to discover that the entire town is a bizarre slice of Americana pie filled with strange secrets. Sound familiar? I'm with the Secret Service. Where am I? You're in Wayward Pines, Idaho. You had a concussion. It was a nasty car accident. Uh, Where's the doctor? I gave him your vitals, and he thinks you're doing a-okay. So what exactly are you doing here, Mr. Secret Agent Man? A missing persons investigation. Well, I hope you find what you're looking for. Special Agent Ethan Burke. I'm here to see the sheriff. There's a man here to see who says he's a secret agent or Special something. agent. The rough little accident you had. Hi, fella. Better than the guy whose corpse I just found decomposing in a house six blocks from here. Rum raisin. Mm. You like rum raisin? I was sent here to find two of our agents, and now I'm only looking for one. Her name is Kate Houston. Kate, what the hell is happening? They're watching us. They're listening. <laughs> you could be happy here, Ethan. Lazy days and we were together five weeks ago. For you. For me, it's a lot longer. The only way to stay alive here is to play alone. We need someone like you. They're trying to break your mind. How do I get out of here? You don't. Try to leave. They're gonna kill us! Do not discuss the past. Always answer the phone if it rings. You want to know the truth? It's worse than anything you could even imagine. Lazy days and Based on M. Night Shyamalan's reputation, though, Wayward Pines could easily turn out to be a fiasco, but it certainly doesn't look boring. I'm definitely going to be watching. And those are some of the top movies and TV shows to anticipate in 2015. The Avengers Age of Ultron is out May 1st, Jurassic World June 12th, Spectre the new Bond movie November 6th, Star Wars The Force Awakens comes out December 18th, and then Mockingjay coming up November 20th. Of course, Colin Firth's Kingsman is out in February. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road is out in May. Mission Impossible is out on Christmas Day. And Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight is also going to be out sometime in December. The Martian starring Matt Damon will also be released in November. In terms of TV, Game of Thrones is back April 12th. Mad Men somewhere in April. 
True Detective will be back in summer, so look out during the June-July period. House of Cards, February 27th. Better Call Saul is out February 8th. And it's just been announced that BBC Two has set the premiere date for Wolf Hall Wednesday, January the 21st. While Wayward Pines is set to premiere on Thursday, May 14th. And that's it from me on A Sunday Kind of Love. I'll leave you with some new music. This is Alex Winston with Careless. Until next time, this is Maya Tan signing off from Sunday Kind of Love on BFM 89.9.